Imagine an aligned approach to the art of coaching, a perspective that blends both coaching and business mastery, all while honoring your vision, your values, and your intuition. Welcome to the Coach with Clarity podcast. I'm Lee McDonough, an ICF credentialed coach, former therapist, and mentor for intuitive coaches and healers. I'll be your guide as you cultivate both the skill set and the mindset needed to transform your clients' lives and your own. Are you ready to be a coach with clarity? Then let's go. Well, hey there, my friend. Welcome to the Coach with Clarity podcast. My name is Lee Shea McDonough, and I am so excited because today's episode is another coaching call. I absolutely love conducting these coaching calls because it gives me an opportunity to connect one-on-one with a Coach with Clarity podcast listener and to really get into their business and provide them with some powerful coaching to get them moving towards their vision, their dreams, and their goals. And I suspect today's coaching call is going to resonate strongly with a lot of you because my guest, Joy Williams, and I dive deep into what it means to market to your clients from a place of integrity and how to go about creating a marketing strategy that feels good and is in line with your values and what matters most to you. It's a pretty powerful conversation with a lot of big aha moments. So get ready and take a listen to my coaching call conversation with Joy Williams. Well, hello, Joy. Thank you so much for being on the Coach with Clarity podcast today. Hi, thanks so much for having me. It's my pleasure. I'm really excited to dive in because I think we've got some really juicy stuff to talk about today. But before we do that, I'd love to share you with the world. So tell us a little bit about who you are and the work that you most love doing. Yeah, absolutely. So my name is Joy or Joyous Williams, and I am a lot of things, but I am an art therapist. I'm a trauma therapist, and I'm also a transformational coach. I like to work with folks who are on every level of the trauma healing and transformational journey. I love that. It's such a comprehensive wraparound approach to things. I think that's fantastic. Thank you. So what would you like to talk about during our time together today? Yeah, I have been in the process of doing training and mentoring and launching my coaching practice. And as I'm sure you know, from going through the process, there's your own transformation and your own sort of up-leveling that happens. And you change so much in the process, which is amazing, but also can be maybe confusing. So I think that even though I've had lots of transformations and as someone who has had some complicated and traumatic history myself that there's like this combination of like selling and connecting with other people that is still something that I'm just like a little uh, (laughs) about. It's not sitting quite right with you. Not yet at least. Okay. Yeah. All right. It sounds like that's going to be the focus for our call today is really talking about what it means to sell coaching and maybe kind of reduce the squeamish ickiness factor behind it. Love it. Okay. And in fact, let's go ahead and quantify it. So on a scale of one to 10, how uncomfortable are you feeling right now with this idea of selling what you're doing? Ooh, so this gets into some of the technicalities for me of if I imagine myself sending a private message, for example, I am easily a seven squeamish. Okay. 
I would say if it's more passive, like I'm starting ad spend and I get a client who does a coaching consult and like they've found me, I would say that's more like a four. Okay. Like there's a little anxiety about what might happen, but not avoidant. (laughs) I so appreciate that you answered that way because what I'm hearing then is that when you feel like you are initiating the contact, say through a private message, that's where the ick factor goes up versus, yes, I mean, you're putting the Facebook ad out, but that's a little more passive. Someone is like actively opting in and that feels less so. Is that fair to say? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Okay. So by the end of this call, then if we can maybe reduce that ick factor a bit, I'm wondering kind of how you would like to feel about the prospect of connecting with potential clients. Hmm. I mean, it would be amazing if it was, you know, even less than a four in general, that would be, I'm at the place where I don't imagine that's possible, but anything is possible, right? (laughs) Fair enough. Fair enough. So the ick factor would be down to a four or less. What would you be feeling if not icky? Like, how do you want to feel about this? Mm, Good question. You know, I feel like a pretty grounded person in general. So I would like to feel grounded. I mean, there's some excitement and some butterflies, I think, being someone who is sort of a highly sensitive person or an empath that I don't think will go away. But I would like to feel grounded and excited. Okay. Oh, yes. Grounded and excited about this whole kind of leading a client through your sales process. Yes. Okay. And how grounded and excited do you feel about it right now? Like one to 10 scale? (sighs) Grounded, I feel, I feel like a six. I have built confidence in it for sure. And then excited, probably about the same. Okay. Where would you like to be when we end the call today? An eight. Okay. All right. So we're shooting for eight, two notches up. I think (laughs) that's pretty reasonable. So before we like dive into it, I want to clarify why this matters to you. Why is it so important that you feel grounded and excited about this process? Yeah. I consider myself at this point because of my skill sets, both clinical and transformational to be a trauma clearing badass. <laughs> <laughs> Can we trademark that, please? <laughs> yes, yes. It's Do mine. that now before someone else does. <laughs> trademark. <laughs> Hashtag uh, trademark. Yes, right? TM, TM. <laughs> <laughs> and so I have to do this work for myself and model it. It's still maybe something that I see as a little bit of like a starvation economy and a little bit of like a visibility issue. And I have done this work on so many levels for myself that I see it as important to the accountability and integrity of what I'm doing for one. And then for two, that really just gets into my why of like, I see clearing intergenerational BS and our own patterns of interacting with the world as healing the planet and as healing everything like for our future generations and for the possibilities of what we can create in this life. And so I see it as inextricably linked to our survival and also our social healing. Yes. Oh, 
yes, you are speaking my language right now. (laughs) That is powerful. And through the work you do, you have the potential not just to change one life, but to heal intergenerational trauma and to change things moving forward. And it just makes this ripple effect that builds out and out and out, and it really can change the world. And we pair that with what I'm sensing is another key value for you. I think you said integrity and the word authenticity, which I know can be kind of overused, but I think that's certainly applicable here where you are showing up as you are. So there's nothing false or fake or high pressure about how you want to approach this sales process. Absolutely. Absolutely. And what I think I know about myself is that even in writing, I can have that passive language approach where I want to empower people to make their own choice. So sometimes I don't also call them in enough to like step up to that self-responsibility of making a commitment, for example. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Excellent. So where do you think we should begin? I would love to hear your thoughts and explore the idea of that marketing with integrity and the authenticity. I think that we hear so much advice and I do love learning that I have absorbed so much information from other places. And, you know, you get your ads for like, this is how you have to market that I want to explore the possibilities of like what sounds exciting to me. And then also what I would do in integrity. Okay. I love that. This is one of those situations where I think if we follow the energy or when we follow the energy and we're looking for excitement and integrity and flow so that it feels good and it feels good in the body, then we're going to know that we're on the right path. And I'm curious what has already come up for you around this idea of approaching marketing with excitement and with integrity. Right now or in general? Maybe let's talk about kind of what your ideas are around marketing from this perspective? Like, have you been thinking about strategy or tactic or is it still kind of amorphous? Kind of where are you right now in the process? Absolutely. So I have done some outreach in terms of like sending private messages and being perfectly honest, not totally followed up on those (laughs) when I initiate, right? And I have had some where Someone has posted an outreach and I've responded to them in a private message and feel pretty comfortable with that. And I am starting the ad spend, which I feel excited and pretty grounded and comfortable with. So I think it's this idea of putting myself out there on social media or me initiating like, hey, I see this need for you. Let me sell myself and tell you how I can be the answer to your problems. That is the stickiest for me. That makes sense. And actually, there's a word that just came up for me. It's a bit of a heavy word. There can be a lot of connotation with it, but I feel called to share it. And the word that came up for me was consent. We really want to approach marketing from a place where there's consent from all parties. Yeah, absolutely. And I think literally in the moment when you said that, I did feel my body calm down a little bit. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Okay. Well then that's why I felt called to share it with you clearly. 
And I think for you, especially given your work around trauma and so forth, consent is doubly important, triply important, you know, and that we want to be modeling that through every stage of the process for our clients. And so, yes, let's look at excitement and integrity and authenticity and all of that. And let's make sure that consent is also at the center of your marketing process. Yeah, I love it. Awesome. So... Let's talk then, because it sounds like private messaging is one avenue that you've been using to connect with potential clients. How is that even initiated? Like, where do you find them? How do they find you? How does that even get started? When I've been on the receiving end, sometimes someone might just send you a friend request and then send you a private message because they see your profile information. For me, I've done that with some of my own friends who I see, and I've been encouraged to do that, to see friends who are like, hey, I see this area where you might benefit from coaching, you know, are you interested in talking about it? And those are the ones that I have kind of like initiated and then not like really followed up or pushed because again, there's like the consent thing. I also think it's really important for me as a person that I know that like no one can make you be ready for something that you're not ready to do. And there is some level of like, people will avoid if they want to avoid. And do I want to be that person to really push them towards a new reality? You know, just me inserting myself basically versus having that consent. I think that's all for private messaging. Those are the two variations that I've experienced. Okay. And that makes a lot of sense because when someone has found you and they've initiated the friend request and they've emailed you, then there's implied consent, right? They've reached out saying, I want to know more about this. Versus when we like slide into someone's DMs and say, hey, I've got this thing going. I think you'd be really great for it. Then we're assuming consent. It's understandable then that that might feel a little off-putting to you because that's not in accordance with your values. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying you should never send someone a direct message. But what I'm saying is, like, how can we do that in a way that still feels in alignment with what matters most to you? Right. Before I kind of pipe in, I'm curious, like, as we're talking about this, what ideas or what thoughts you have around it? Well, I think that one thing that is a pretty deep piece of this, that when you talked about the consent, you know, and I think it relates for me, the body calming down and history and things is... I grew up Jehovah's Witness. So as you can imagine, (laughs) doing important work that I think is going to change the world and having experience knocking on people's door (laughs) without maybe consent, right, (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. actually is a really big thing for me. So it made me realize when we said that, that while I do think what I do is important and I want to spread the word, I also don't want to do it from that place of maybe the urgency of like, I need to save your soul or from a place of non-consent. Yes. I always talk about our role is not to convince or convert, you know, and we can take that quite literally (laughs) with religion, right? (laughs) I mean, that's the point. They want conversion. For me, the word conversion is used a lot in terms of what's your conversion rates and so forth and so on. But really, I think what we're talking about here is the energy needs to be one that's inviting and welcoming and not, I'm going to convince you or cajole you into working with me. And I'm just sensing this idea that these kind of unsolicited DMs are just not sitting well with you on the whole. Some of them might, but I'm sensing some real hesitancy around them. Yeah. So 
I have some thoughts, but before I jump the gun, tell me a little bit about the program that you do have that you want to offer to people and that you are marketing. Yeah, absolutely. So my program is going to be tailored to folks in different groups. It's a weekly group video conference coaching call with a couple of like individual sessions to support, obviously for some more privacy or a little bit of extra support if something, you know, happens between sessions and then an online group space for peer support and for during the week for things that pop up for additional support from me as well. And it's a very organic program in that you can bring whatever issues are on the table, whether that be things that are popping up in relationships, relationship with children, work, building business. And then we are really looking at the energy that you're bringing to the table. We're looking at the mindset that you have and kind of unearthing what that is, looking at it and clearing it out so that it doesn't keep you stuck anymore. I love it. I love it. And you've mentioned at the start that you're kind of sectioning it out so that there will be different groups. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. So I have one that is designed to be more for folks who are parents who really have some of those intergenerational ties, issues with parents, that kind of thing. And also then like for me, not wanting to pass down that intergenerational BS to our children, that was such a driving force for me in my life that I feel like I was almost afraid of it so that I was causing disconnection with my kid and I didn't even realize it. (laughs) And so that group of people are my people because of the fact that I am a parent and an evolving parent and a child of someone who has had trauma and mental health issues. And I have lived in poverty basically at times. So those people are my people (laughs) and the cycle breakers, right? If you will. And then the other one is really specifically therapists, because as a therapist, I know that we get to do this therapy work and we heal a lot. And then we sort of put things on like a shelf in a pretty box with a label like attachment problems. And then that's all as far as we go. And we say, oh, okay, I know that I have attachment problems. There it is on the shelf. I'm done. And what I found for myself is that there is actual transformation that can happen that is a deeper level of healing and that allows us to go deeper and do even greater work with our clients and i think that that's a little bit more of a special focus for those of us who are therapists <laughs> so they have their own group and then thirdly i feel like it's really important for coaching to be intersectional and inclusive say that again for the people in the back please <laughs> Yes, absolutely. I think it's imperative, actually, that coaching be intersectional and inclusive. So I want to offer options for LGBTQ and minority folks to make sure that they have access to coaching services. I have some ideas about award seats and things like that that I want to create as well to make sure that I'm not just serving a bunch of white ladies with some extra cash in their pockets. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, yes. I love everything about that. Okay. So you've got some clearly defined audiences here, which is terrific. And you're also very dialed in on the process and what that looks like. 
And I also get the sense that you know the journey that that client is going to experience with you. You know where they're starting, you know the ideal outcome, and you know the milestones that they're going to be hitting along the way. So from a client journey perspective, it sounds like you have that fairly dialed in. Does that feel right? Yeah, absolutely. I think that it's a mixture of a tailored organic process for folks. And then also I have levels of different commitment and different kind of stages of like where you are in your mindset, where you are in your ability to explore the quantum field and your own shadow. And even where you are in your business journey, like there's a level for actually, I I borrowed your co-working sessions and doing like spiritual entrepreneur stuff of getting more into doing the work and supporting fellow spiritual entrepreneurs too. So there's levels and milestones, like you said, across the board. That makes me happy. Borrow away. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So you clearly have something of value that is there to serve people. And so, yes, we want to get the word out about it and we want to share it with people so that if they want to opt in, if they want to consent to participate, they can. Here's what I'm thinking, and this is where, if it's okay with you, I am going to switch a little more into consultant role and kind of tell you what's coming up for me, and then we can kind of poke holes in it if we need to. Absolutely. I suspect one of the reasons that some of the DMs have felt uncomfortable is because you're going after the person as a potential client. Like, hey, I have this. Are you interested? And I'm wondering if we kind of shift it and we view them instead as a potential referral source. And we say, hey, I'm building this program. This is what it looks like. This is who it's intended for. Who do you know that might benefit from it? Can you help connect me with someone? So then it becomes less about, hey, I'm selling to you. And it's more about, hey, can you make this referral? And if it's them, if it speaks to them, then essentially they're going to self-refer. And they're going to say, actually, that sounds like something I need. Let's talk. And then guess what? They're consenting. If not, then it's more about, okay, well, let me think about who might be a good fit for you. So how does it feel if we were to approach it from that perspective? It feels great. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Well, excellent. All right, done. (laughs) (laughs) Right, and done. (laughs) No, I mean, there's definitely ways that we can kind of fine tune that message, but that might be my number one suggestion for you is for now with this particular strategy, viewing the person on the other end of that message as a referring source, not as a client. Yeah, I like that. Okay. So what would that look like in action for you? I think that I would want to get very clear on my language about what it is that I'm offering so that it could pass secondhand. I think that's a little snag that I imagine. But other than that, you know, I don't want to just like immediately friend request someone and send them a DM and say that right away either. (laughs) Like I want that to be authentic. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, Hey, take me to dinner first. Right. But like, (laughs) but it's true. Like there needs to be a warm up, And I think that's the other thing. And sometimes why these DMS feel so awkward is we go immediately into the pitch instead of building a relationship. And in my mind, when marketing is at its best, It is about relationship building. It's about getting to know someone well enough that you can assess, yes, I see this need because we've connected, because we've talked, and here's something that could fill that need. Would you like to learn more? And I think the only piece about that that I wonder is when you are more of an introvert or, you know, a highly sensitive person, although I think it's Sarah Weiss on another podcast said, consider it highly perceptive, which Mm, I like. I I like that that redefinition. 
So if you are a highly perceptive or empathic or sensitive, whatever word you want to use person, sometimes I just really don't even want to PM someone. Like I don't want to spend a lot of time. I hate to say connecting, but I don't want to spend a lot of time connecting in a private message because part of my goal in doing all of this also is to be more present to my daughter and live my life. Right. And so I don't, I don't want to get sucked in in that way either. That makes a lot of sense. And actually, I think the answer to that is to be extremely intentional and even restrictive about who you are engaging with in that way. If it's draining your energy and if it's pulling you away from the people you care about, then we got to limit access to that. So not everyone gets a private message from you. Maybe there can be another way, another vehicle that you can connect with them, whether it's through, you know, the good old email opt-in or something like that, or creating a quiz or whatever that looks like. There can be other pathways in that are less direct and require less time and attention from you. And then you save the direct messaging for the people that you're like, ooh, I'm feeling really called to reach out and serve this person. Yeah, good point. So it comes from my internal reading of the energy about it, not the obligatory feeling. (laughs) Yeah. Joy, we've talked before. So I know that you have a highly, highly tuned intuition. You are highly perceptive. And I have no doubt that your body and your inner wisdom, they're going to let you know when this is something to follow up on or when it's not. I think it's Michael Port in Book Yourself Solid. He has the metaphor of the velvet rope, right? When someone wants to get into the hot club, there's a velvet rope and the bouncer's there and not everyone's getting behind that velvet rope. And it's okay for you to have your own velvet rope and not everyone gets in your club. Yeah. And knowing then that it will also still ripple out because that's where I worry that the velvet rope then won't be inclusive or intersectional. (laughs) Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about that. I think that's a really interesting tension between wanting to be accessible and inclusive, but also having some boundaries around energy and who you're able to serve. I'm curious, like when you think about those two, it is easy to put them as opposites as either this or that, but in the interest of intersectionality, where is the overlap between creating boundaries and accessibility? I mean, I think I can see where when you're forward facing, you know, doing the ads, I obviously have a website, all of those kinds of things. And I speak to my values that that puts the values out there and the people who will align with those values will come. And those that don't will have a clear message about where I stand. And then it really does come back to that piece of someone else's self-responsibility to make a choice about what they want to engage in versus me doing it for them. Yeah. It comes right back to consent. Yeah. We've covered a lot so far in this call. And I'm curious, let's start with what are kind of the key takeaways? What's really resonated with you so far? The consent thing is just huge. And obviously the trusting myself, which is an ever-evolving process. I think it's so easy when you are a highly sensitive and highly tuned in person to read the room and then also listen to the other voices and question yourself. So that's probably my biggest takeaway is consent is a value for me. (laughs) And then also that I can trust myself and to really listen to that first 
intuitive instinct and not write it off. Yes. With your permission, I would love to share someone that I think if you're not already following her, you would really, really dig. Her name is Kelly Deals, and that's spelled D-I-E-L-S. And I believe her website is kellydeals.com. And she is all about taking a feminist perspective to marketing, very concerned with issues of consent. And her concept is we are the culture makers. And she really looks at language and how inclusivity and intersectionality are fundamental to marketing. And I think for you and for I'm sure a lot of our listeners out there, Kelly could be someone worth following. So definitely check out kellydeals.com. Awesome. Yeah, that's a great resource. I already work with Erica and India with the Pause on the Play community, and I'm part of that. But I think this is another piece for me. So I appreciate that. You're welcome. And I just have to say, I love Erica and India. They have been guest experts in the Coach with Clarity membership, and they are extraordinary people. So if anyone listening is not already following them, you need to go check out their Pause on the Play podcast and their community. It's fantastic. I second that. (laughs) (laughs) So what is your next step from our call today? What will you do now? Well, I think that my ads are actually starting this week and I'm probably going to do some resting and allowing that to bring me some folks. (laughs) (laughs) And then also I'm going to consider the language that I want to use to reach out to folks as a referral source and get that clear for myself and make sure it feels good to me so that I have it ready when I want to start doing that. Excellent. Joy, this has been a phenomenal conversation. I'm so grateful that you have come on the show. And I'd love to, before we wrap up, just kind of check back in on that kind of comfort scale. So when you think about marketing now, how grounded and excited are you feeling about it? Yeah, I feel, I don't remember what I scored before. I feel probably, yeah, we're getting close to an eight, maybe a seven and a half in the grounded scale and excited. I would say about the same. I think there's still some hesitancy, but once I put it into motion and I read that moment, you know, where I know, and I trust myself, it's cool. I think the, the questioning myself will be the area that I continue to expand on in my own personal growth stuff. That's understandable. Well, and first off in a relatively short call, like 30 minutes, moving from six to seven and a half, that's progress. Yeah. (laughs) I think we can both be proud of ourselves on that one. And yeah, it's understandable too, that there's still like the sense of unknown and what's it going to feel like. And sometimes it's really the act of doing it that then resolves that. And and then our, our feelings follow. I think moving forward with that is really wise. And I'm really excited to kind of hear how it goes for you. Absolutely. Me too. (laughs) So before we sign off, where can we learn more about you and the work that you're doing? So my website is everywomanx.com. So it's E-V-E-R-Y-W-O-M-X-N.com. And my opt-in for my mailing list and my free download is coach.everywoman.com. So that's the same website, but just C-O-A-C-H for it. Excellent. And so now people can choose to learn more about you and the work that you're doing out there. And it is really important work. I am so grateful for your presence here today. Thank you for joining me. Me too. Thank you so much. My pleasure.
Isn't Joy just a phenomenal coach? I so enjoyed connecting with her during that coaching call. And I love how we were able to connect her vision for her coaching practice and the journey she wants to take her clients on with a marketing approach that was in full integrity with her values and vision and would ultimately support the client and the client's autonomy. That is so huge. And so I hope that in listening to our conversation, you were able to glean some insights for your own marketing practice as well. I love doing these podcast coaching calls, and they actually give you a little glimpse into what you can expect within the Coach with Clarity membership. Every month, we have a hot seat coaching call during which I provide one-on-one individualized coaching to two of my members. So we have 30 minutes for one member, 30 minutes for a second member. And after each session, there's an opportunity to really break down the coaching process. We talk about the specific skills and approaches I use during that session so that everyone who is observing can benefit and take what works for them and apply it to their coaching approach as well. The hot seat coaching calls are one of my most favorite parts about the membership. So if you would like an opportunity for some individualized coaching to deepen your own coaching practice, and if you'd like to do so within a supportive community of other intuitive, heart-centered, service-minded coaches, then I would love to welcome you into the Coach with Clarity membership. You can learn more at coachwithclarity.com slash membership. Again, I hope you enjoyed today's coaching call episode. I love recording them. And I will be back in your feed next week with another brand new episode of the Coach with Clarity podcast. Until then, my name is Lisha McDonough, reminding you to get out there and show the world what it means to be a coach with clarity. Thanks for listening to the Coach with Clarity podcast. Be sure to visit coachwithclarity.com for detailed show notes and bonus material just for podcast listeners. Did you enjoy today's podcast? If so, then I invite you to check out the Coach with Clarity membership program exclusively for intuitive coaches ready to master both the business and the craft of coaching. You'll discover monthly hot seat coaching calls, Q&A sessions, and guest expert trainings, as well as the most supportive and innovative community of coaches out there. If you're ready to take your coaching to the next level, then you're ready for the Coach with Clarity membership. Learn more at coachwithclarity.com. Don't forget to subscribe to the show wherever you listen to your podcasts. And if you know a coach who could use a little clarity in their work and life, then please share this episode with them. I'll be back next week with another episode of the Coach with Clarity podcast. Until then, go show the world what it means to be a coach with clarity.